All right, welcome listeners back to another episode of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League. Um, you're joined, as always, by your hosts, Taylor. Oh, are you re- are we recording? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, this is Evan. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw that in. You sounded so professional, and I just wanted to... Wow. Is that because I sound... Make a joke. So, so, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me unpack this. So I sounded professional, and so you yeah. thought we weren't recording? No. I, the whole thing was a bit... Oh. Uh, I, I definitely knew a that failed we were recording. <laughs> gotcha. Um... <laughs> So maybe this um, was the whole the whole game was this is the bit you were aiming for this particular conversation about how I the wish bit I failed. could think that far ahead. That's why I'm not good at chess. Um, well, and and I'm Evan. And as <laughs> to continue as that the, smoothest the intro. of intros will let you know. Um, this so is listen. it's it's international break. <laughs> I don't all, really care right now. <laughs> yeah, it's <clears throat> we're not on holiday in the same way we're on holiday in the summer. Yeah. We're more just like uh vegging out on the couch. Proverbially. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like eating uh, Doritos and watching, I don't know, like clips of the Barcelona Liverpool Champions League. Oh, I'm, uh, my brain's not even doing that. My brain is on the couch in a recliner, half asleep, watching like watching watching dams. some uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, watch some like animated show, like just uh, that I don't really care about. We, me and Sarah recently started. Uh, this is like because I wanted to do this because uh, this is uh, I wanted to uh, as because uh, a lot of times we'll like watch some TV like to, as we fall asleep or whatever. Um, and I remember in um, high school, uh, I remember having um like comedy central on or adult swim or something on falling asleep and then waking up and then having to turn it off and then like turn the lights off and like actually go to Mm. bed i did that so much and Mm. it was always like futurama and family guy and all of those like shows that were on when i would like wake back up so i'm like i want to fall asleep to those so we started watching futurama and when i say watching i mean literally we turn it on and within about five or ten minutes we're out amazing. <laughs> it's amazing yeah it's great wow that's so good i've never watched futurama actually i mean neither have i <laughs> <laughs> we're in only the first two, five we're in we're in season two already and i've watched approximately 15 minutes total wow just a really (laughs) loose grasp on the story arcs oh no no story arcs at all i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea what do you know any of the characters names uh only because of pop culture not because i've Mm. been watching the show like bender i know bender okay i think that's the only one i know (laughs) nice well good good to know um so listeners that's kind of the state of mind that we're in um we're on the, we're on the couch watching Futurama waiting for the Premier League to to kick back into gear. Um so a couple things we wanted to mention before we get started into the meat of today's episode which is um going to be looking at the giving the kind of quick instant reactions to the teams that we didn't get to last time. Um but before we do that, we want to mention a couple things. First, uh, a reminder to go and uh, contribute to Hunters amazon list if you have not already um something if you're able to obviously um uh that is something to do 
Another thing is uh, we want to tell you about two upcoming episodes that are kind of special episodes that um, we'll have coming out in the next couple weeks slash couple months. Evan, do you want to say a little bit more about those? Yeah. So uh, hopefully uh, sooner, I think the first of the special episodes will be um, the annual Jerseys podcast episode with uh, our, the one and only Jake Park, the Jersey commissioner. Um, so we, we will uh, interview him. We will grill him on what jerseys in the Premier League, across Europe, maybe even some uh, Women's World Cup jerseys, just to get his thoughts on, um, on uh, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Uh, he's got a really good keen eye for design. He uh, also makes some jerseys for like, like designs, like fictional jerseys for um, for a fantasy football league that uh, he's the jersey commissioner for. So, um, so he knows what he's talking about. Um, and then in October, at some point, we will do what we're doing today, um, kind of like a deep dive of all the teams. Um, but we're going to do that for the zombie league. So obviously we're doing that in October for Halloween. So uh, be on the lookout for a couple of those. And then, of course, um, we'll be podcasting in between as well, um, the normal regularly scheduled programming. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Evan, which uh, which jerseys are you most interested to get Jake's take on? I know for me it's the Manchester United away kit. Um, the, the one that's like sh- – the one that yeah, I yeah the stripe the stripe one the one that I made the comment about it being the West Brom kit yeah yeah because I love that kit I think it's great you know I more so this is more so like a talking point that I want to discuss maybe get Jake's opinion on um, and maybe even your opinion on too well, just a little teaser I really want to and part of it is kind of a gripe too but I really want to get your opinion on the way away kits are being handled now. Hmm. Um, they're getting a little bit more adventurous, kind of taking the place of the third kit. I think we maybe yeah. talked about that last year or at, during another one. Yeah, because I, I think it seems very evident this season. I seem to remember we talked about it in the context of Spurs away jersey last year, which was that kind of like astral, like um, right. kind of uh, it looked like a an image taken from the James Webb telescope or something like that. Um, like that was their away kit. And I think t- typically we would think about that as like a third kit, something a little bit farther afield and um, right. from the normal stuff. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, but that seems yeah. to have continued this year. Yeah. So I think there's going to be just be a lot of kind of non-traditional kits to discuss because of that. Um, but I really want to get his opinion on some of the traditional ones as well. All of the home kit, like a lot of the home kits yeah. for sure. Um, but no, I, I don't think I have anything in particular. It would be interesting to get, I mean, I don't know if Chelsea have ended up getting a sponsor for their. Not, not that I know of at least. <laughs> so, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, and then lastly, listeners, before we get into this, uh, This is a call out for anyone who is uh, playing soccer in your own recreational league, your local league, your Sunday league, your weekday league, whatever it is. Um, If you want, you're welcome to uh, keep us updated in the Discord. We'd love to know about that, to know how you're doing, how your teams are doing. Um, And also, if you are interested, um, neither Evan nor I are doing this, but um, you may be interested uh, to keep track of your fantasy points uh as best you're able and uh we would be happy to give you a shout out to the winner 
of our uh, <laughs> our best uh, FPL performer in the league, uh, IRL, <laughs> um, on the podcast. So just something to keep in mind. Okay. Definitely. Uh, cool. Anything else before we get going, Evan? No, let's just get started. Let's ride. Let's dive in. We're looking at we're looking at ten teams today. Um, last time we we talked, we were looking at the newcomers and then also uh, Taylor and I's teams. Um, but today we're going to look at the some of the old heads. The heads. Um, <laughs> and uh, so let's take a look at those teams. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, actually the people at the top of the league first and second. So first uh, we're going to take a look at Wyatt's team. Okay. It was just named Kai Havertz, which is very funny. I know. Haven't we haven't discussed that on Discord at all. I know. I kinda wanna get get his opinion on that because it's not a pun, which puns are always self explanatory. Right. So I wonder if Kai Havertz is the joke. <laughs> I think sadly that's probably the case, especially <laughs> with the way things are going with the German national team. That's probably the case. Yeah. Did you see they got yeah. beaten by Japan four one? Yeah. And they fired Japan. Hansi Flick. Yeah. Oh well. Pretty wild. Oh well. Yeah, wild stuff. They deserve to be better. But, you know, if they're not putting it on the field, then maybe they don't deserve it. Okay, let's take a look at uh, Wyatt's team. So, he's got um, a pretty... Uh, now, again, big caveat before we jump into these. I don't know if any of these people have wild carded. Um, yeah. We're going based off of their last week. So, these might have changed a lot. But I think, in general, most... I wouldn't imagine that there's like a huge, huge turnover. So I think it'll all still be relevant. But looks yeah. like he's a rotating Flecken and Ramsdale. Um, which yeah, which is, is interesting. an interesting two, pairing. Two um, interesting pairing, but also two like solid starting keepers. Um, well, Ramsdale maybe kind of on the. That's been a really weird on saga. The line. The Ramsdale Raya saga. I just don't understand yeah. it. Neither do like, I. Like what? What about Ramsdale's play last year made? them think that they needed someone else it just is mystifying to me um i don't know maybe they just thought it would be good to have someone else that's quality that's actually pushing him to to actually yeah. be better but usually you don't get someone else that could also easily be your number one starter the entire season yeah you get you someone know? who's like not as good like, but is like but decent. still gonna yeah still gonna push them so yeah i think that's interesting i, I don't know before we get jump into the the rest of the 11 what do you think about the rotating keepers thing because that's kind of something i've been doing with flecken and turner um, yeah. i think it's really easy to have especially if you have turner or there might even be another 4-0 but there's like tons of cheap goalies this season it's easy to rotate and like flip back and Chelsea forth. Is it's yeah right so i found it very difficult to like get it get it right when i'm rotating so like i don't know what are your thoughts on that and um I'm a big fan. Think about it. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. It's just how do you do it? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, you kind of just have to go fixture. I I feel like, and a little bit of based on form, but mostly fixture. Because for me, I'm doing the same thing with Turner and um, Pickford, Um, and I love it just because I don't like thinking about the keeper position. I think it's like I find it to be a waste of time because (laughs) it's really hard to guess when someone's going to get a clean sheet um, or get a penalty save out of nowhere or exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to predict. And, uh, the margins are so small that it doesn't really to me bear a lot of thinking about, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, in principle, I like it. I don't think I've ever I've gotten things like particularly right this year either. But I like the like having that as a little decision that I have to make each week. Yeah, and I guess the reason I bring it up is it if it's a fifty fifty coin flip on who you should get, like, should you? Uh, because I've I can see a world where I'm like rotating back and forth, and each time it's the one that I didn't pick that gets the. It's like so should I just stick with one and like just hope for the best? Yeah, um, I mean, in, in that I, case, why do you need to? Why well, do you need, even need the rotating possibilities? I guess. Well, it's not. It's not that I don't. It's not that I need them, but it's nice to know that my backup keeper is cheap and a starter, mm-hmm. right? Um, what have you been doing? I've been flipping them, <laughs> rotating just based them. on yeah, what? I've been uh, based on the fixture. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, that's kind of tough. But I don't know. I think with Flecken and Turner. It's a little bit easier because Brentford is the better team. Um, but with someone like Flecken and Ramsdale, like, like, I guess you just kind of have to do the same thing. Um, where you're probably starting Ramsdale most of the time because they're playing because Arsenal are good. I would think uh, so, just because you would probably need to be just because you're, you've spent more on him. Like you've spent uh, basically a, a million more than you need to to get yeah. him. So do you think so, Wyatt should consider a 4-0 instead of having to, you know, because you could save money and still have starters, but... Yeah, I mean, t- I think if I were if I were doing it, I would go Ramsdale and then a 4-0 if I wanted <laughs> to do to go that route, to have someone who would be in most mm-hmm. weeks and then have the occasional flipper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and in the back line, he's got Adogi, Estupignon, Chilwell, Henry. Rico Henry from Brentford. Um, yeah. Any anything in particular you want to talk about there? Um, we haven't talked about Rico Henry at all this year. Um, okay. I don't know that much about him. I haven't watched him play, but I know last year he was on people's radar at least for a little bit of the season as um, someone who plays for Brentford, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, is a wing back and gets uh, in decent attacking positions. Um, and again, I haven't watched Brentford yet this season. I don't think. Um, but that seems to be the, the way things are trending again this year. So, um, some, someone to think about, I don't know what he costs. Let's see. I think he's pretty cheap. I think he's four five. Oh, he's yeah, four, four, six, four now. six now. Yeah. Um, the other, I mean, he's got, uh, Udogi, Udogi, not sure how to say that, but obviously that's been, um, hugely successful so far. Um, yeah. From a Spurs perspective. Yeah. And, Interesting. So Wyatt's gone uh, light in the midfield because he's he's split it up. He's gone with a four three three. He's got March, Sun, and Saka, and then up top, Wissa, Jackson, Holland. Yeah, which um, is interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, he's in he's in the lead, so you can't really say anything. But like, I don't know. I really think that he should consider beefing up his midfield. But he's, there's just so many good options. There's like so many good options, and I think the forwards have been somewhat disappointing. Even though there's like decent options up there, like Wissa hasn't been that like he's been fine. Jackson is a good player, but just hasn't figured it out. Um, yeah, I would I say Wissa's been been delivering more than Jackson probably. Oh, oh well, definitely. Um, but I think just considering what people were going into the expecting for the season, yeah, with Tony out, like. You kind of expected a little bit more, but I will say he has six points per match. Like 
he, his first two matches were nine and 11 points. And then he's had two and two. So it's like he started out strong and then hasn't done anything since, but he could, he could swing it back in. I think I'd probably, I don't know. Jackson's such a fun pick, but I, know. I don't know that. I don't know. I think maybe I would consider dropping and, and funding another midfielder just because there's Which, so many midfield options I mean, that are good. He has, that a lot of people have, he has 3.8 in the bank too. So he oh, could geez. easily oh upgrade from March God. to someone. Oh my God. I know in first place and with 3.8 uh, in the bank is pretty intense. Um, someone like Rashford, someone like, um, Madison, Matoma, someone like Madison, if you wanted to do Spurs. No, he can't right now. Oh, he's, he's got, well, he's he got, could, well, he could upgrade Johnson, which is a mid, a Spurs, his Spurs. Oh, he's, oh, it's Brandon Johnson. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Brandon Johnson. Yeah. I wonder if, I guess he maybe probably he'll keep got him. him. He could I wonder if he him. got him before he was a Spurs player. Yeah, maybe. He might That'd have. Be interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff to see how, how Jackson plays out. I think that's one of the more – I think he's one of the ones that people are watching more closely um, because you've got some like Sokka and Holland and some of these others like Chilwell and Stupinian. Like everyone already knows about him, but it's like Jackson, people are like – wanting to do well but he's just not quite done it so yeah. i think it i think that's kind of the one place that i'm would be watching uh, wyatt's team to see what he does there yeah all right you want to move on yeah let's go to tim tim griffith sonderland till i die all right oh wow yeah man spurs central mm-hmm. over here yeah, yeah. He's Although also think, he's also got three up front. Interestingly, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, okay. Here's probably the biggest talking point: no Arsenal midfielders, no Manchester United midfielders, no Liverpool midfielders. Yeah, kind of wild. No City midfielders. <laughs> like, wow, that is really yeah. That's true. So, what do you think? You think you can keep it up with this? Because it's worked. I, so. I mean, I mean, I don't see why not. Spurs. Yeah, me either. Because I think Spurs are really coming into it. Um, I don't want to go back to goalie just yet, but we do want to talk about Onana. I think. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Isak? Because he's got Holland, Wessa, and Isak, um, and he's got um, Bumo from. Brentford, which I think is just like I don't really know what else to say, um, but I I think Isak is maybe one one to, to talk about. Yeah, I don't like I don't I'm not looking to bring Isak in, um, because to me the rotation risk is a little off putting. So if you look at his minutes, he's played in the four games: sixty seven, sixty five, seventy one, seventy three. Um, so he's not playing 90 minutes, uh, Mm. and I mean, he's playing well. And so I guess it's a question of, do you want 68 minutes average in like a really good side? Um, yeah. Or although really good, I mean, they've lost their last three games. So, um, and they're about to start champions league. And I think it'll be very interesting to see what lineup, like, because they have Isak and Callum, right? mm. Both of them can start for that team easily, so it'll be interesting to see who they who they pick for yeah. 
for Champions League, who they pick for Premier League. It may not be that simple. It may not be that cut and dry, but um, I think that's something to watch at least. It's the same um, question I have about Kieran Trippier. Um, oh, so just Newcastle in general, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. the, the countervailing point is that their fixtures get really good coming up. Um, so yeah. they've got Brentford and then Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Wolves. Um, so that's okay, a pretty so good run. Some, some pretty decent fixtures in there to get some attacking returns. Yeah. Um, and honestly, they're it, with especially the Sheffield Arsenal, Burnley. Sheffield Burnley are like two of the best fixtures in the league right now. Yeah. With the exception so. of Arsenal uh, in game week 11, they don't really play. And like Man United in December, they don't really play any really difficult teams until Christmas break. Yeah, they had a very tough first four fixtures. Villa, City, Liverpool, Brighton. <laughs> Those are easily, like, you could easily see a world where, you know, all four of them are in the top six. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. You know, it's possible. I, I, it may not happen, but, I mean, I think top eight you could easily see. Uh, but, yeah, tough, tough run of fixtures for them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for Isak, for um, Trippier, for um, I don't know. Is there anyone else that you're like eyeing to see like in this run of fixtures if they start? You, you could think about maybe Gordon or Harvey Barnes or mm. Almiron. Um, yeah, not me personally. I don't think, but um, yeah, there's there there are people I'm thinking about, and I'm just kind of waiting to see what the how the rotation situation plays out. Cause if it doesn't look like they're going to be rotating a lot in the premier league, then um, I might think more about someone like Isaac Isak or um, Trippier or someone like that. Although Trippier yeah. is so expensive that I'm not, I'm not sure I would be that tempted anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Let's just talk about Spurs midfield. Let's just get it done. Tim's a Spurs boy. Let's just, yeah. Let's just do it. There are other things I want to talk about with this team, but I think these players will come up in other teams. Um, but let's talk about Madison and Son. Like, what are you thinking there? Because um, I don't Man, have I, either I'm, one. I'm dying to get Madison. Uh, I also Dude, don't have either. Too. I am di- I'm absolutely desperate to get Madison. Um, what about Son, though? He's playing, up, he's playing central. Yeah. He's, he's I, expensive. It feels it feels knee jerky to me to to for me to bring him in. Obviously, it makes sense for people who have had him, and you know. But for me, it feels knee jerky to bring him in off of one game because basically that's what I would be doing is like one game's worth of goals. Right. Um, Whereas Madison has been look he has looked very good in every single game. Yeah, exactly. That's and how, I don't know I'm that you can say that of Son. That's how I'm feeling about it too. And also, it's easier to bring him in. I have Salah, so I don't have a ton of funds. Like, I need to go with the cheaper option, I think. Yeah. Um, if I don't want to just ruin the rest of my team. So, I, but how are you going to do it? There's so uh, many good midfield options. Yeah. And I'm happy with my midfield. I think, I think I'm going to go Martinelli to Madison, probably. Okay. That's pretty good. I have Saka as my Arsenal guy, so. I don't really want to get rid of him, but if I had Martinelli, I would, I would definitely go Martinelli to Madison. Yeah, that's my plan. Although every time I think about getting rid of Martinelli, he always seems to play well. That's just kind of how it's been the last couple of years for me. <sighs> I know he's 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 an exciting player. I just don't know that. I don't know. Arsenal are feeling a little. I don't know. 
I don't know that they're quite as potent as they were last season. Yeah. So I don't know that you would be losing a ton by getting rid of Martinelli. Madison looks really good. And Spurs are super attacking. Yeah. And they're about to play Sheffield. Like, True. Although I think after Ar- Sheffield well, Arsenal, things... Arsenal are about to play Everton. So yeah. So after so Sheffield, are things get kind of difficult for Spurs though. So, oh no, actually not that bad. Never mind. They've got two difficult games after Sheffield. They've got Arsenal and then they've got um, Liverpool. But I think Madison could could still return in those games. Honestly. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Um, I'm ha- I'm half. One of those games, I think, will be will have at least four goals. Probably the Liverpool one. Spurs Arsenal or Spurs Liverpool. One of those will have at least four goals total. Right. It's a great prediction. I think I, that's true. I, I think that's pretty easy. If I, you had well, to guess, which one do you think it would be? I kind of think it might be Spurs Arsenal. Really. Wow, yeah. could you imagine a four-plus goal London derby? That would be amazing. It would be so much fun. Oh, it would be so much fun. With both teams playing well? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was just, like, attacking nonstop, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I want Madison, too. I, I want it. Um, I got to figure out a way to get him in. It's um, also interesting that um, Spurs haven't had a penalty kick in the league this year, so we're not sure who's on the oh, penalties for them. Oh. But it could be Madison. Could be Madison. It if could also I, be Sun. Who knows? I would put my money on Madison. He seems like a penalty taker. Yeah. He's, he's a set piece taker. You know, I don't know. I think it's probably Madison. I think it's probably Madison. But I don't know. Anyone, any, any, anything else you want to talk about with Tim's team? I think he's got obviously a very good team because he's in second place. Yeah. Um, he's he really to get rid of Luke Shaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just hemorrhaging he money. Yeah. Get rid of Luke Shaw. Just bring in some 4-5 that you don't have to play. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, save Be yourself done. some cash. Be done. All right, next we're going to look at Spicer's team. Ooh. Um, let's, let's pull that up. Where is Spicer? Spicer's in seventh right now. So upper half. Upper half. Not bad. Still missing out on Europe at the moment. but Ooh, some injuries right. in this bad boy. Oof. Oh no. Oh, Spicer. I feel so bad. Last 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 game week he had Ferguson, his boy on the bench. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, oh, that's so sad. For but I guess he had Julian Alvarez in who got 14 points, so not that bad. <sighs> yeah. I know, but that's That is a, a real shame. Yeah, I it's tough. That that's Okay, so real quick, I think we're going to see a lot of that this season because there's so many good picks that are cheap. Everyone's mm. loaded up. Like Spicer has literally all of his players could start. Yeah, I think, yeah, every single player would start. And so you're going to be benching points at like pretty regularly, I think. Um, so just a word of caution to everyone out there. Just get used to that. If you're going to be rolling with, um, you know, 13, 14, 15 players that could all start for you, depending on the fixture, you're going to bench points. Just get used to it. It's fine. It's okay. Or funnel them up. If you don't want to worry about it, like me, I don't, I hate that feeling. So I try to limit it as much as possible. But this season, 
I could totally understand having like a pretty decent bench that you rotate and like it's just it's just a it's just a way you want to play. It's just a strategy. Yeah. But if you're going to roll with that, you just know that that's going to happen. Um, sorry that that happened to Spicer because not only did it happen for, with a 17 pointer, it was his boy Evan Ferguson. He loves his Evan boy, Ferguson. his strapping uh, young man. I know. Um, um, wow. Okay. So where do we want to start with this? <laughs> I think I think the an interesting place to start is to kind of like maybe take a couple steps backward in time to the beginning of the season. Okay. I would have put my money on Grealish being an exceptional Premier League asset this year or FPL asset this year um, just because of how last season finished and how crucial he was to that team down the stretch. Yeah. Um, Obviously in the Champions League, but in the Premier League too. Um, And how much game time he was getting in comparison to someone like Foden. And it's just really interesting to me. I don't know when Spicer brought Grealish in. Probably, I would imagine he's probably had him since the beginning. Let me check. Um, I can't. Oh, have a hard time. It up. Yeah, I he did, he had him. He yep. had him from game week one. Um, game week one. I just think that's interesting that it's now like he's just not even really. He's not playing that consistently. He's obviously injured now. I think it's a minor injury, but um, yeah, there's just something interesting there about how uh, much discontinuity there can be between seasons sometimes. Well, I just put it all down to Pep, to be honest. <laughs> like I, I, it seems like every season makes less and less sense <laughs> with like trying to predict him. It just you can't do it at all except with holland and the keeper (laughs) did you hear that the rumor not rumor there's people talking about pep for the england job maybe after no what i heard that i heard that point raised somewhere that would be insane yeah oh my god i don't think it would work well at all i have a hard time imagining pep having as little control over a team as a as a international manager does yeah that seems like it would be tough although it might make sense with england depending on the squad because they're all if if a lot of them are have been in the premier league he's been able to watch them and play against them um they're probably at least somewhat familiar with kind of his tactics I don't know. I think if there's any team that would maybe work out, it might be it might be England. Yeah, I think I think that is true. He's probably um, best suited one of, for them. It's one of the better one of the better teams that he could go for. Um, I'm sure there's other decent. I don't know. I can't imagine him coaching internationally. But um, but speaking of that, what do you think about Alvarez? Kind of the exact opposite. Of I love it. I I so those are the two moves that I'm the two places I'm considering uh, making moves for over the break or at the end of the break, I guess are um, the Martinelli to Madison move. And then I currently have João Pedro as my second attacker or forward. Um, So I think I'm going to make a move from him to someone else. And I think right now it's going to be Alvarez. That's like my plan. Um, Jeez. You're able to, you're able to bring in Madison and Alvarez. Oh my God. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just have a little bit in the bank and um, making money over there. You got a side hustle going. <laughs> <laughs> what if you could have a side hustle to like make like point one oh million a game week? I would. I'd quit. I would not play this game. That would be I would amazing. Not be able to do that. That that. What if that was like the buy-in? Like you ha- you paid actual money. What if it would? Yeah. What if it was just one of those? It's pay to play. Um, oh, that'd be brutal. Yeah, it'd be so bad. It it would be like the Premier League. What do you? Um, yeah. What do you think about Alvarez? Because I'm a I'm a big oh, fan. I think of, he's great. Of him as an FPL asset. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, okay. Big caveat: we don't know what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> with you with can say Pep that about literally anything that we say right. on this podcast. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. But with Pep's specifically with champions league coming up um also just in general with pep we don't know how he's going to rotate but at the moment it seems like they're somewhat light on attackers as far as like not having as because kevin is out if Grealish is injured um they kind of need alvarez to play um at least some minutes so i like him right now i think you just have to go based off of the past uh, unfortunately um you just kind of have to hope that he's going to continue starting um, yeah and when that becomes not a reality and if things change then you get rid of him but i think for now you just have to say he's a really really good pick like the thing i, I will say i don't know yeah he's cheap he's cheap he's on the best attack in the league he and he's starting like, i you can't and playing 90 minutes else. and playing <laughs> right yeah so um unless something changes i think you have to just say, yeah, if you can bring him in and you need to bring someone in up there, then he's one of the best options, if not the best option other than Holland. Uh, this is a question that we could maybe apply to a lot of different teams, but I don't know. If, do you have Rashford right now? I do. Yes. Are you and considering I'm, selling him? Absolutely not. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling really good on Rashford now. Really? Oh, yeah. I feel exactly oh, the opposite. Yeah. Really? Okay, let's yeah. see if I can convince you. Um, well, he's he's a very good player, first of all. Okay. Um, but the big thing, I think, that has me changing... The, because I was... I brought him in. I started with him. And uh, and the reason we're talking about it is because Spicer also has Rashford. Yeah. Um, so, Hoyland has come in. He's going to start up top. He's pushing Rashford out to the left, who's gonna where he it's his favorite it's his favorite position. That's where he plays best. Is on the left up top. Kind of like you know, in like the front three kind of thing, if if that's how they do it. But anyway, he's playing an attacking role off the left. Um I think we saw that with when they played against Arsenal, you saw him play a little bit better when you had Martial up top and then Hoyland came in and he looked pretty good. So uh, I'm feeling great. I mean, he scored against Arsenal, did he not? Um, let's see. He scored. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. He had a goal. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think he's looking good. He's scored in the last two games. Um, can I? Can I? No, he's, uh, no. He had sorry. He had two assists in against Forest, and then scored against Arsenal. Um, and 
I don't know. I, I, I think now that he's back in his position, I think I'm not very high on United, but I think Rashford in his best position is a, still a very good pick. So I'm not necessarily saying bring him in, but I am definitely not selling him. Okay. Um, I want to wait and see what he, see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks. Okay, that's interesting because I, I just, yeah, this this whole season it's not really felt right for him yet. Sure, and I think that you, the point you make about Hoyland is is good, but also you you could also look at that situation and say the attacking core of that team is really. Uh, in flux right now right so yes, because Hoyland yes. coming in with Anthony now suspended yes. um and, and Jaden Sancho Jaden Sancho pushing himself himself out I don't know who they're gonna play on the right literally no idea Garnacho I guess honestly I honestly oh I would love it if Garnacho played I like watching I, him play. he's he's a lot of fun he's fun but I just don't know that he's like clinical enough yet but do you know who they might play is scott mctominay he's been tearing it up for uh for scotland on the right yeah i mean he's been he's been tearing it up as like a box-to-box midfielder huh. i could yeah, see them might... maybe maybe playing him central and moving like fernandez out to the white to the right a little bit i will say that's probably the biggest concern i have um and and that's a valid concern and i I'm excited about Rashford being in his position, but if they don't have anyone on the right, it really hampers their attack. So I'm not saying that it's like 100% like for the, for the next five weeks, like I could easily see myself selling him in a couple weeks if things go bad, you know, because yeah. it could go poorly. Um, but I'm excited about the prospect of him being there at the moment, but yeah, I don't know who they're playing on the right. It's just an absolute chaos machine over there at the moment. Yeah, I hope it's Garnacha though. I think that's probably best for everyone. Yeah, I think that would be fine. I mean, I just don't know who else it would be. They don't have anyone, do they? I mean, maybe Martial, although he may have gotten hurt. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, feels like he's always hurt. He's but, always hurt. I mean, I and guess when he's maybe not hurt, they, he's not good. They might have to change formations too. Maybe they play two up top, um, do like a 4 4 2 type of thing. I, that just no, that doesn't make sense either because then they don't have any wingers. They need because they have a ton of central midfielders. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they put Mount out on the right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, maybe maybe Mount because he the played right there a little bit for Chelsea. Right. I think. Yeah, he either played on the right or the left up top, which I know he prefers kind of in the middle, but. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm definitely holding Rashford at the moment um, cool. just because I want to see what happens. But I mean, if, if I would not be like that upset if someone was like, you know what? I'm just not really feeling it. I get it. Yeah. United haven't looked great. Um, and with everything going on at the moment, you know, it's kind of in, it is in flux. So we'll see what happens. All right. Who's next? All right, we have Rob. Robert, John Joe's goggles. <laughs> oh, interesting. I like this. Rob went for, um, he's got a very interesting defensive unit. He's got yes. Akanji, Pedro Poro, and Malagusto, um, which is 
uh i think really cool i think i i test wise pedro poro is really doing it for me he's been looking really great um and i could i could i could see why someone would go for him over you doggy just based on the eye test i don't know how the numbers stack up but um sure. i could i can understand that pick yeah i think both of them are kind of around the same area of like it's a toss-up i think um between Poro and Udoki, but yeah, I mean, it's like Spurs. I don't know that I necessarily think that they'll keep clean sheets a lot, but I don't know that anybody's keeping clean sheets a lot, honestly. That so, honestly seems like a theme of this year is not a lot of clean sheets. Right. So it's like, if you're not really, if you're kind of writing that off and the clean sheets are just a bonus, you're kind of thinking of your defensive unit as midfielders in a sense yeah um uh which is why i still like Chilwell. um but but staying with spurs i think poro and adogi are great options and you know they're not super expensive so especially uh, if you're rotating them with alexander arnold who's on your bench like that's that's pretty powerful yes although it would be hard for me to bench alexander arnold with it being so expensive Right, right. I just mean between those four, you could make a choice oh, of three yeah. every week, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah. I do like I do like the Poro slash Udogi slot. You know, as as one unit, like that slot is really good. I think that that's kind of where a lot of people are at right now. Um, and I think until something changes, I think you just kind of you just keep rolling with it um, and hope that the one that you pick is the one that gets the points. Um, I do kind of wish I had a Kanji though. Kind of like the one city defender that you can kind of rely on at the moment. Yeah. Um, they're the only team that looks like they're capable of keeping right. clean sheets at the moment. Consistently, at least. Yeah. 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 Um, so I do wish I kind of had a Kanji. Now, Gusto, on the other hand, what do you think about him? Because it was almost like all of a sudden he was on everybody's lips. And then it's like, oh, wait, maybe Chelsea aren't as good as we thought. So what do you think about Gusto specifically and Chelsea defense as a whole? Uh, I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea defense as a, as a whole is what it is. And it's a hole. It's like, it's full of holes. <laughs> wow. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not good. But that doesn't, that does, that doesn't wholly um, erase the fact that in Gusto, what you have is a, I mean, originally a 4.0, now a 4.2 million starter for a team that is expected to be comfortably in the top eight, you know, just by like general preseason predictions. Um, That is still like a kind of um, a unicorn situation that it's worth trying to take advantage of, I think. Now, how much longer it lasts is another question, because I think Reese James is getting close to fitness from what I understand. Sure. Um, Um, And he's easy to bench. So I mm-hmm. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily dislike the pick. I'm just wondering at this point, Gusto holders, should we be considering I don't have Gusto, but just in general, should we be considering maybe he's maybe we drop him to the bench for the moment if we have three solid starters um that we yeah. could play instead? Um or like we can make a we can make a full eleven without needing him. Um that's just kind of where I'm at at the moment. I think it's different with Chilwell because Chilwell is so attacking, 
but I don't know. I have not really watched them as much lately to know if Gusto is also as attacking as Chilwell. And I think if Gusto is as attacking as Chilwell, then I think it's worth it. But if he's not, then I think he, I think you should consider benching him. Yeah. I think, I mean, I obviously know. of the, of the four that Rob has here, I would say every week for the foreseeable future, I would go with Akanji, Pedro Poro, and Alexander Arnold, unless Pedro Poro has like a really bad fixture. And have Gusto just come off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. First on the bench or something. Uh, because, because the thing is, it's Chelsea ha- still have decent fixtures, but they won't forever. Right. Um, like they have, they have Bournemouth next, then they have Villa, which is not, you know, fantastic. But then they have Fulham and Burnley before the next international break. Yeah, so, so it's kind of you've interesting. You've got three of four fixtures that could easily be cleans, and the fourth one is Villa at home. So it's not terrible, you know? Um, although I don't know that I trust Chelsea defense at all. So. But they may look into some cleans. Um, a couple of those. And so yeah. then it's like, yeah, might be. But again, I don't know that you're, I don't think, I, I think you would be fine putting him on the bench and he happens to get six points and you're not really that arsed about it. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. I think we probably need to move on. We're moving quite yeah. slowly and we got to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. everybody. Let's, let's go. Uh, let's go to Reed. Reed. Naptown FC. Hey, what's sticking out to you here? A Jose, lot, a saw, lot of, Jose saw in goal was interesting. Yeah, a lot of players that we've talked about just in general, especially like the Brighton players um, and Chilwell. Why does he like Wolves so much? I don't know. That's a very... I thought isn't Rita? He's a Liverpool a, uh, fan. Liverpool supporter, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. Interesting. He's got Jose saw and he's got probably. His, I wonder. I wonder he's if he's got his quota of wolves. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. I wouldn't, probably because they're cheap. I don't know. Um, and he's clearly had this one guy, uh, uh, Bendigu's Bola, for a while because he's now on loan at a place called Servet. <laughs> bola, love it um but real cheap only four million so yeah he's got darwin up front which is interesting yeah i don't want to spend a ton of time on on goalie picks but the jose saw is very interesting and probably not something i would go with (laughs) um at this point because he's because he's five million oh he is oh that makes it even worse He's expensive. He's well, that's the thing is that's the that's the, the occasionally you get players that are like better in real life than they are in fantasy, but their price doesn't reflect the fantasy points. It reflects the actual in real life performance. Yeah. Um. Because you would not. Because you would not like Pickford is four or five. And right. Pickford is easily just as good as Jose Sa, if not better. But he's four or five because, and for some reason, Jose saw us five. Like they're both on like similar quality teams. You you say that except Everton's a little bit worse. I, I would say. I was I was gonna say you say that, but when they played one another game week, three, I know Jose saw got eleven kept points clean. in a clean sheet. And <laughs> <Jordan Pickford did laughs> okay, <that. laughs> okay, fair, <laughs> fair, 
Fair, and I hope uh, I hope Reed started him, and he did. Reed started him against Everton, so good for him. Um, but yeah, I think there's just like too many other picks as far as goalie goes to like yeah. even worry about Jose Sop or Dubrovka. You just throw Turner in there for Dubrovka and yeah, and then eventually deal with Jose. I, that's like a wild card situation. Like just deal with him on a on a wild card. Like just whatever. Just keep just get through it on your wild card. Maybe think rethink it, but. Um, here we've got an interesting situation. We've got double ups in midfield. I don't know that I, I don't know. What do you think about like two art, like two Arsenal, two Brighton, and not like spreading it around? Yeah, I mean it's risky. Um, but it, I think both of those teams are worth taking a risk on. Brighton are obviously going to score a lot of goals this season. They're probably going to give up a lot of goals too. But that doesn't concern you that much if you're mostly got their midfield assets um yeah i think it makes sense i i don't really have a problem with it i don't think that i don't think there's a lot of value to me in diversifying like your teams just for the sake of diversifying your teams i think you just have to go based on the players right yeah no that's a very very good point because um a lot of people do think about that they're like oh i can't get the really good player on this team. So I'm going to get like the second best option, even though they're really never going to get any points. You know, it's like at that point you don't diversify, just get the better player that's on the same team that you already have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who the heck cares if you have three players from Arsenal or three players from city or whatever, like those are the best teams. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to mention, Darwin, I think is a good pick. I I do too. I think he's a pretty good pick at the moment. Um, I, he might be a little bit more of a little bit more of a punt than maybe like Alvarez, but I think you can kind of think of them around the same same thing. Um, I think they're both. I think they're both pretty good picks. Darwin is. Do you a think lot he's? I think by the end of the season, he will be starting most games, if not all games, yeah. for them. I think he'll. I think he will easily be in the top five forwards of the game. With Holland, Alvarez, him, and I don't know who else, but maybe yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I think he's in the top five easily for four. Yeah, I I think yeah, I think by the end of the season, Liverpool's attackers yeah are going to be Luis Diaz, Darwin Nunez. Yep, and, and no. I think Saul's Uh-oh. going in January. You think he's I going think in January? I think Saul's going in January. So I think it's going to be either Gakpo or Sabatzlai. I don't know exactly where Sabatzlai plays, no, so I'm not totally sure. He's playing in the midfield. He's playing in the mid. mid okay, mid so then probably Gakpo. And he's very good. He's very good there too. Yeah, I like him. I like him too. Um, yeah, just I love it when players just come right into the league and just kind of like fit in. And I don't know. There's just something about it. You're like. You've been playing here for years, obviously, but they have. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's nice. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I think that was good. Uh, let's move on to Jay. Jerry Groth. Where is he? Jerry Groth. Where is Jerry Groth? Ninth place. CGFPL official. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, also had Evan Ferguson. Interesting. Started Evan Ferguson. Yeah. Um, got some well, injury the- woes, though. Should we, should we start? Should we? Yeah, I think, I think you might want to 
when you have these this many flags, you really do want to think about wild carding. Although I will say it's difficult because Ferguson, like we don't know how long he's going to be out. It's like seventy five percent chance of playing. Like all of I think these, Alexander have to Arnold into. could be back in too. Right. Yeah. So it's like maybe he doesn't need the wild card. But what? Let's start with Evan Ferguson. Uh, well, hold on. Before I'm just wait, there, wait, 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 wait. Just really fast. I'm just going to say he doesn't need to wild card because he's got Wisa yeah. on the bench too. Right, yeah, yeah. No, he's fine. He doesn't need to walk hard. No Holland, still. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Wow. Do we need to say anything, or do we just want to slap him in the face and move on? No, I want I want him to to keep doing this. Uh, okay. A, because it makes it, it easier for me, and B, because <laughs> I want um, I want there to be people in the league who don't have Holland. I think that's yeah, a lot of fun. I, I know it's like the part of me that wants to be a little like, you know, bucking up against authority being a little like, no, I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing. So good. I get to live vicariously through Jerry. Um, yeah, exactly. Although if I'm trying to win the league, I'm not going to not have Holland. But anyway, what do you think about Ferguson though? We didn't talk about it cuz it was on he was on Spicer's bench and we didn't we just kind of like we didn't really talk about Ferguson in general, but what do you think is going to happen there? Personally, well, I don't think this is I don't know that I know what's going to happen. I want him to start every single game because I think he deserves it. Cuz I think he's very good. I also think he's very good. Here's here's something that I have a sneaking suspicion of. I think there might be some kind of plan in place to like really manage his minutes because he's so young. Because he's like 18, yeah. right? He's like 17, right, 18. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're expecting him to be like, he's probably going to be a cash cow for them in the next like two years. They'll probably get maybe, 100 million. Maybe even, maybe even next summer, honestly. Maybe. I just think I just think probably they're probably being very intentional about the number of minutes they're giving him. Um, I think so too. With an eye to keeping him healthy and letting him develop as like um, yes. kind of holistically as possible. I think so too. That's the that is obviously the smart thing to do. Brighton are a smart club, and I think they're they've been doing it right. The issue is if there's no one else that's better, you can't not start him, right? You know, it's Maybe. like you kind of you're you unless unless that's it. clear to him, too. Well, yes. And that might be it. the thing is, they have people that they can play. So I think that they will rotate. And I think he will get a lot of minutes this season. Um, So I think that he will, over the course of the season, just get more and more minutes. And I think it'll be less of him starting and playing 90 every game and more of him getting a lot of starts in the league, but maybe only playing like 60 minutes yeah. or coming on at the 60 minute mark and then playing in like Europa conference league or wh- whatever league they're in. And yeah, I think that's, Europa. that's probably right. I bet by the end of the season, his average minutes played per game will probably be like right at 45 would be my guess. But with him being so, well, he's not like super cheap. He's 6 million. Is it like, what are you doing with him from an FPL standpoint then? Like, do you consider him? Because he's really good, but if they're going to manage his minutes, like it's not worth it from a fan. I haven't seen enough personally to think that you should bring him in. Yeah. I think that's probably the right decision. I think that's probably the right decision at the moment. 
just because there's so many other players. Like it just seems like a risk that you don't need to take. Um, if you have him, I think you probably hold him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely. I don't think, I think he's a bad asset at all. It's no. just whether or not you want to bring him in as a risk. Um, yeah. Especially if you're in Jay's position where you have him and you have rotational options. So it's like um, to be able to pick between Wisa and Ferguson game week to game week is a huge luxury. Um, yeah. Because you can match Wisa to like, I'm one, of, one of them will probably be playing a bad team. So you can yeah. just play that play that player, which is quite nice. Yeah, totally. Um, everyone else we've pretty much talked about, except um, we don't have to talk about him now, but Onana is on his bench. The United mm-hmm. Kingdom. Do yeah. you have any strong thoughts there? Uh, I like him as a player. I really like watching him. I think he's a lot of fun. Um, and I think he's really good, but it's just Manchester United are bad. Their defense is bad right now. They're, yeah. They've got injury problems. Um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, bullish on their defense. And so I'm staying away personally. Yeah, no fair. Um, okay. Let's move on to Jake. Jake, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper is in our league. Y'all. Did you know that? Uh, I did know that. All right. Dude. Perfect. I got, I kind of forgot Jake was in our league again this year. This is great. Um, he hasn't made a single transfer since the beginning of the season, <laughs> which for that, for that being the case, this is a still a pretty good team. Yeah. Well, that's the thing the, the, um, a lot of the good players that everyone were pegging at the beginning of the season haven't like really fallen off a cliff. There's been some additional ones come in, but no one is really like really tanked at all. So it's like, there's just more and more like good players. So it's like, yeah, I could totally see like having like, like if someone, if someone, uh, wild carded this week and ended up with this team i wouldn't like i mean it wouldn't be like the number one thing i would do but it wouldn't shock me yeah like there's a couple of things that are like eh, i don't know about that but i wouldn't like like right now i see well, honestly the only thing i think that's weird maybe not weird yeah, if we're talking about wild carding into this team, I think the weaker points are maybe Onana, McAllister, and having two Arsenal defenders. But other yeah. than that, like everyone else is good because he could easily throw in Nico Jackson for McAllister, and he's got like a very good team. And then all he's got to do is maybe bring in Chilwell for Gabrielle or Saliba, and then get rid of Onana, and there you go. You've got like you've got like a pretty template team that a lot of people are trying to go for it's like yeah it's not it's not bad at all so yeah um i don't know there's some injuries there as well um anyone in particular you want to call out maybe eze eze we haven't really talked about Eze. we haven't talked about eze still and love he's the guy got him. he's got him he yeah. scored in his most recent game week um he's definitely not as uh, I mean, just because Crystal Palace are not as kind of um, uh, full throttle of a team as they were last year at this point in the season, um, I don't think as he's as exciting of a prospect, but still a good option, I think, um, and still someone who you could see getting you points in spite of bad fixtures. You know, do yeah. you? Th- I think. Okay, here's here's a question just about as a in general. 
where where could you see him going if he goes in the summer? What kind of assuming it was in the Premier League? Um, what team setup um, do you think he would work well in? Man, um, you know, I think that this was rumored in over this summer. But it might be City to and, to replace to replace Kevin De Bruyne at some point. Oh. If it, what Kevin's if City got Olise and Eze? Uh, I don't know what they would do with Olise. To be honest, they were like really close to getting Olise this summer. Why? What? Like, where was he going to play? Like, who? Like, what were they like planning to do with him? I think they were thinking he would be more of the oh, more of the tip. like kind more of the like KDB creative. role. I think really interesting. I think that was the thinking. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I could see it, but I, I that's because I don't think Arsenal really need a player like that unless, like, if they brought him in, he would be on. He would be behind Odegaard, right? That's what you would expect. Um. Definitely not United, not Spurs because they have a ten. Let me um, throw a name at you, Liverpool. May, may, yeah, okay, yeah. I was I was working through Liverpool. Could work. I mean, they have a lot of good attacking yeah. players who are all of that same generation. Yeah, and that could be yeah, I could, so I could much. See imagine I could see that working out. Yeah, Nunez. Imagine if they sold Salah and uh. Rep- and then they brought in Eze, and then brought in another right winger. Oh, man, they could be. Yeah, it could. That, that would could be work so out. much fun. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would probably work pretty well under Klopp in that system. And he seems like a good. I mean, like this is wholly based on my like because he loves perception I, of them. But like they're both. He seems like a good personality fit too. Like that's a very good vibes mm. team. And he is like seems just like a really really good nice person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could see him going there. Yeah, I could see that. Um, the only, uh, the only other team. I mean, I don't think he would go to Chelsea. I would just really hate for him to go to somewhere like Manchester United. I really don't want. Yeah, I don't think he'll go there. I think they've got Bruno. I, I don't think they want him. Uh, they've got so many like, central midfielders. I don't know. I, I mean. Yeah, sure, they may do it, but that's like stupid on them to bring in more mid, like central midfielders. They need to sell and, some, I guess. And also, they've got Bruno. Like, I don't know. It just and that just seems like such a toxic boring. workplace. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, it really does. It does not seem like a fun place to be. It really does. I I don't know. It seems bad. I I think Ten Hag is fine. I think you know he's doing what he can. But yeah, the club in itself is just awful. Let's move on to um, a brother, Evan Hare. Ooh, a brother. A brother to Jake. Um, It's kind of interesting. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you at one point, but um, uh, we need to have Evan on the pod sometime to talk about the trials and travails of following a team that's in the championship because he's a Leicester fan. Um, Ah, and he's wow. uh yeah and so he's been having to like uh you know 
get a hold of championship games and things like that, which is, I think, quite interesting. And hopefully not, but possibly, you know, something you might have to deal with someday. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Not to put the bad juju out there, but, you know. If that happens, just take the club into administration, burn it all down, and forget that it ever existed, right? Take um, take the club into administration, burn it all down, then get two like uh, Hollywood actors to buy it, and then rise back up through the ranks and have a nice little documentary based on you. No, please. God, no. I, that's the last thing I want. I would rather not have a club than for Wait, that really? to happen. I mean, I'm being a little... Which sarcastic. part of it? I'm the Hollywood actor thing. I just can't stand it. I I'm sorry to any Wrexham fans out there. I just to me it just feels weird. I don't know. There's just something about it. It just feels cringy to me. I'm sorry. That's just my personality. I'm I know that a lot of people don't think that and it's good for them, but I don't know. And maybe it's just because I'm not like a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds. Um I don't know. Ryan Reynolds I, don't know. I watched I recently watched a, a couple little, episodes. Just feels of that like show. gimmicky in a way. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. So don't, please, don't, don't kill me. If you like Wrexham and you want to root for them and you the love faithful. the show and you think that's the best thing ever, good, good. That's great. It's just not for me. Yeah, I think if it had been anyone else than Ryan Reynolds, I would probably have liked it more. But Ryan Reynolds seems incapable of not acting like someone who is in a Marvel movie. That's exactly what it is. I think <laughs> he's Deadpool. Like he's just like t- at least but in he the played, he played Deadpool, right? Uh, yeah. Is that Marvel? I don't know. I don't, know I don't keep either. up with that. But he played Deadpool. Sorry, it just feels Hunter like... in it all. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I watched a couple episodes of that documentary recently, and there's lots of things to like about it. Um, yeah, and part I, of it yeah, is enjoyable, I but I don't want to just shit all over it, but. Because the what they're doing is good, like yeah. good for them, like that's great. Like I don't know, it's just not. And my, it's good for it's, it's just, good for the town. It's good for the team. It's just not my cup yes. of tea. Not my cup of tea either, as far as like the personality that I want to attach to. But uh, but what can I say? You and I, I mean, you and I would much rather watch. Freefall, so <laughs> you and I would much rather watch Sunderland till I die. Uh, which is just yes. about the oh, dour depressingness oh, of a absolutely. team Absolutely, And we're going to stick together until the club doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I want that all, all day. I want that all day over the happy-go-lucky Ted Lasso story every single time. And I even like – I liked Ted Lasso. I liked – I haven't watched the final third season actually, but I like the show. But in real soccer, I don't want that. I want – I want – I want – a pragmatist i want let's be real about this we're going to be depressing when we're depressed and that's what it is it's gloomy it's rainy in the uk that's just the way things are that's why you're an everton fan (laughs) i know i think everton has turned me into this um let's go back to evan let's go back we haven't even talked about evan's team i know so what do you want to talk about um you want to talk about edison keeper which is interesting yeah, let's talk about Ederson and Romero. So um, Ederson is Ederson is maybe like an exception to the the expensive goalkeeper rule, perhaps, possibly. Because possibly. as we Although, said, do City, you think he's going to score that many keeping... more points than a four five? He's going to score maybe like thirty more. Yes, points. Yes, I do. I think or it'll be more than thirty. It? You think it'll be more than thirty? 
I think it'll be more than 30 because you think it's, I mean, he's already, he's already scored. He's already kept two clean sheets this season. Yeah. That's true. And he plays every single minute. Like he plays every single minute. Um, it might be worth it. I don't know. I could. I yeah. I don't know that I'm going to do it, but I just think that if I, it's, is, it's if you are going to go for a premium goalkeeper, he's the one to go for. I think. Yes. Okay. That's the best. Probably that's probably the best way to put it. What do you think about Romero versus the Poro Hidogi slot? Somehow Romero um, keeps getting points. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's mystifying to me. I don't. He scored two goals this season. He's um, had a weird. Yeah, he had that weird game where he came off in like the 30th minute, but also scored a header but then came off because he was concussed. <laughs> it was bizarre. And then, I don't know, it's like, he keeps getting points, but would you rather have, like, I think you, I mean, if you've got him, that's that's a good pick for now, but like... Yeah, I don't think you need to get rid of him. Yeah. I think I, think having, I personally, I think if having, I were... Go- I think having one of those three is good, for yeah. sure. Um, I think if I were picking them, I would probably go for a Yudogi, I think. Yeah. Or Poro, one of the two. Yeah, and then what do you think about Bruno Fernandez? Uh, we talked about Rashford, we talked about United, but I'm not feeling Bruno right now. Like I have I him still, what, and I also am not feeling him a ton. But you didn't say. But you said you were going to get rid of Martinelli over. So you're going to get rid of Martinelli over Bruno. I think so. Interesting. Okay. I think so. I haven't decided. It's the penalty I, kicks for me. Yeah. That's true. He does have PKs. Um, yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't. They just don't. They just don't look good. <laughs> it's like, but you know they're about to get some lucky pin called for them. You know, just yeah, always happens. And they've got good fixtures coming up again: Brighton, Burnley, Crystal Palace. Not bad. Yeah. Brentford, yeah. Sheffield United. Um, so yeah, I think I, I still would go probably get rid of Martinelli over Bruno just at the moment, but I could totally see why someone would do the opposite. Yeah. That's a tough call. I think honestly, between the two, um, I think it could be a coin flip either way, especially with Bruno on pins. Um, but everything else about this team looks good. It's kind of surprising to see him as low as he is considering the team, but I know, I don't know. It, it's just kind of the way it is. There's just like so many picks. I think um, if I'm being honest, I think Bumo is probably inflating a lot of teams at the moment. But mm. That's just because I don't have it and I'm, and I'm salty. So, yeah. Salty, Salt Lake City, FC. <laughs> um, salty Lake City. All right, do you want to pull up Ethan's team? We've only got two more. Ethan's wow. and then my, okay. bro- my brother's. Ethan's and then your brother's. Harry's hater. Ooh, a Philip Billing sighting. Interesting. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Oh, wow. Okay, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, so got two keepers who we haven't seen yet. Um, so we've got Emmy Martinez and Nick Pope as the, the switcheroo. Those are both. Oh, Nick Pope is 5.5 million. Wowzers. Yeah. Um, this is, I don't know, that seems a little pricey to me. Yeah, for sure. Well, but their fixtures do get good, decent coming up. Yes, yeah, pricey, but considering what they did last year, it's like I think they kind of had to do that. Maybe. Yeah, I think maybe I you keep him. I think maybe if I were 
if I were Ethan, I would get rid of Martinez and keep Pope, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I think the same. Get rid of Martinez and get Turner or something. Get some cheapo. Um, I'll just start. Wow, Nick Pope yeah, for the foreseeable future. Really interesting team. Yep. Um, you can kind of see, uh, you can kind of see whispers of last season. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's it, that that to me is a pretty interesting talking point of like relying on because I think most people go into the season relying on what they knew last season, which is very fair. It's when do we? How do you make the determination on when things have changed? Like, like the Newcastle thing. Like, obviously they haven't looked good. Is that because they're not as good this season, or is it because they had tough fixtures? So, like, it's those kinds of decisions that are hard to make. I think. Um, yeah, that's a great. Same question. with same with same with Phil uh, Philip Billing, who, um, who was like a pretty underrated, like cheap asset, um, and was pretty attacking. But now they have a new manager. Um, so it's like, is he still playing up there? Like, what's he doing? Um, so I think it's those types of questions that I would have the most around this team, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's obviously some weight that probably needs to be shifted, like KDB yep. on the bench needs to go. Yes, um, exactly. Uh, he's got Alvarez on the bench too, which is interesting. Um, yeah, could easily throw him in. I Could have I, a really good team pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, Enzo in the midfield is interesting. Again, another another <laughs> holding midfielder uh, in the FPL. Yeah, but do you want the holding midfielder from Chelsea or the holding midfielder uh, from Arsenal may, or he City? He may be on pens for Chelsea, so that's something to consider. Whoa. Okay. I think I he's taken at least. That. I think he's taken. I don't know that he has taken one in the Premier League yet, but he t- took some in maybe like preseason or something. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I could see a world where KDB and Billing are both replaced with, like, really good assets, and then you've easily got, like, a very good team. Yeah. You know, you could have a 4-4-2, drop Enzo first to the bench, and you've got two starting, plus Bumo, Madison, and then... Holland Isak, you got Alvarez up there. Like um, already got already got Trippier, which is someone who a lot of people are trying to get in right now. Okay, so we I, I alluded to Bumo, Ryan Bumo from if that's how you pronounce it, from Brantford. What do you think? Because I have my personal opinion, but it's because I don't have him. Um what do, what do you think about him? Because I think that's the one player on this team that we really should talk about that we haven't. Um, I also don't have him. He scored. Um, oh, wow. He scored four goals this season already. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, so, so in a, in a normal world, in an Ivan Tony world, I would not want Brian and Blomo. Um, because I don't think that he is particularly good at finishing chances. I think that he wastes a lot of chances um, and is not very good in front of goal. However, he is playing striker on a team that is good going forward and good on the counterattack, uh, which is something that he's good at. 
Um, and there's no Ivan Tony to take chances from him. And he seems to be on penalties. All of which work in his favor. So apart from FPL, I don't love him. I don't like the I don't like him that much as a player. I don't think he's that great. But because of the position that he's in, I think he could be a valuable FPL asset. I mean he is. Like Yeah. Um so to me, this is Almiron all over again. Oh. Um this is Almiron of this season, right? Like Almiron last season started extremely hot. And everyone was like, this is, this is insane. Like, he's never been this good. Um, he can't keep this up. And he did. He continued to do it. Um, and then eventually he fell off. I think this is the same story, but we just don't know when the cliff is. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. I, like I don't know. Like, you even said he's not great at finishing chances. And I do think he's over for... He's not going to score four games, and he's not going to score a goal a game. He's, you know, that's Holland level stuff. Yeah, um, he's not doing that. So you have to know he's coming down to earth at some point. Now he may come down to earth and still be a really, really good pick and score a goal like every two or three games, and that would be great still for his price for what he is. Um, but he may just drop off and just not do anything at all. And maybe yeah. he scores 10 goals this season and four of them were in the first four game weeks. You could see yeah. a world where that happens. So it's like, I don't know where the cliff is. Maybe he has an entire season and the cliff is like next season. Like, I don't know. So, so, so putting your money where your mouth is, uh, what if tough. you're wild, if you're wild carding this week, Oh God, would you bring him in? No, I wouldn't really. You think the cliff um, is that close? no, not necessarily. I would just rather there's okay. I'll say in a different season, I would definitely get him. But with this season, there's so many good picks. Um, I would rather rely on Sala, Madison, Rashford, Matoma, Saka, uh, all these players that have done it for more than one season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just me. I feel more comfortable picking I totally, players that that are a little bit more reliable. It just, I don't know. that You know what you're going to get from them. Whereas him, it's like, we we're expecting, we were used to getting absolute garbage. Not garbage, but like, not good. And now he's like, overperforming. So I would rather just like not worry about that cliff and pick players that I can have for the foreseeable future and not worry about that being a transfer later on. Now, that may come to bite me in the ass because it has before, and that's just the way I play. And that's, that's the Achilles heel for me um, because it took me to way too long to get Almiron last season. It took me way too long to get Jared Bowen when he was hot. It took me long to, too long to get these other players in previous seasons so I understand that that is something that I have to keep an eye on, but with again, with there's so many good midfielder picks, I don't know that I don't know that I want to have to bring him in and then worry about getting rid of him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. I, that's something I am now. If I had about. him, I would keep him. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's one of those. It's like I just can't quite bring him in. I just think 
and part of it is because I'm salty now. It's like, I didn't expect him to get this many points. And now I'm like, no, I don't want you now. Come on, you burned me. So it's a little bit of that. And you can't play that way in FPL, but that's just the way I'm feeling right now. And I would, yeah. honestly, I just, I like my midfield and I'd rather bring in Madison. And that's just where it is. Yeah. So that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it's going to continue to haunt me, I think, for the next four game weeks. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a really interesting one. Uh, he's a good, I don't know. He's good. He's a good player. Just not super clinical. I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough. Um, you want to move on to the last one? Yeah, last team. We've been going for a while. Um, I would like to hear what you have to say because I talked to my brother about about it about this team. Okay. Um, so I don't quite remember exactly what he was planning on doing, um, but I think he's in a pretty good shape at the moment. So I don't think it was anything drastic. Yeah. Um. A lot to like about this team. He's got. I think the Onana and Steel. Double up is fine, although as we've mentioned multiple times before, Brighton seemed like a all gas no breaks type of team, <laughs> and uh, and I don't know how I feel about having the goalkeeper from that kind of team, but not terrible. Um, they will win a lot of games, so that's something to think about. Um, yeah, obviously very heavy midfield wise here. Um, uh, Luis Diaz is an interesting pick. I don't know if that's someone who rotated in or if he's a typical starter. Um, the minutes there concerned typical me starter for him. My, okay. I know that for a fact. Yeah, he brought him in to start. Yeah, I mean, obviously, great player. Love watching the guy play. The minutes are of a concern to me. Um, I tend to like to. I tend to like players who just play 90 minutes. That's yeah. Although you said that you wouldn't be surprised if it was Luis Diaz, Darwin and someone else, uh, consistent starting, you know, yeah, by yeah. the end of the season. Right. Yeah. I just think we're oh, not there. I just, don't just not there yet. There. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I mean, it's, it's a, the live by the Chelsea die by the Chelsea defensively is quite interesting. Um, having two out of your three defenders be Chelsea defenders. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's not the worst thing because as we've said, clean sheets are hard to come by. So you might as well go for a team that has some attacking upside theoretically with players who theoretically have some attacking upside. And Um, he's got Ben White on the bench who can come in for Gusto. So it's not like he has to do it. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Ben White off the bench. Like at five point five, Ben. White. No, no, no. He's like, got Ben White who can play instead of Gusto. Is what I'm saying. No, but what so I'm saying have, is, oh, if I, I would, I just don't know that Ben White. Like, would you really rather have Ben White than someone like Manuel Kanji, who is cheaper oh, yeah. than Ben White? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, probably not. I'm just saying, if he didn't, if he couldn't make a transfer at the moment, um, and Arsenal play Everton, so um, oh, okay, who, yeah, then- who sneakily, I think have the second best XG in the league at the moment. Really? Yeah, we've been creating a ton of chances. Now, granted, we've had an easy game, and a lot of that was in against Fulham and Wolves. But yeah, um, <laughs> but still, it shows that we're creating a lot of chances. So um, I don't know, but I think it's still a decent shout that Arsenal keep it clean against us. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I do think – I think I would still rather have a Kanji or um, – Or, or even else. like Saliba or someone like a cheaper Arsenal defender. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because White's not really gonna get 
a lot of attacking returns, I don't think. I don't know why yeah. they priced him so high, to be honest. That seems well, a he was, weird. He was good last year, and he was playing on the wing more, and he was... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, He's, like, basically a central defender now, more so yeah. than he was last year. Okay. Okay. Um... um so, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to say. I think Nelson Semedo is interesting. I haven't seen his name in... Oh, Antoine Semedo. Semenyo. Oh, not... not from Borman. Wait, not Nelson, Nelson Semedo. Who's Nelson Antoine Semedo? Semenyo. Nelson Semedo uh, at who least used to play for Wolves, I think. He's a defender, okay. I think. Oh, right? interesting. And maybe... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that, that name is in my brain for some reason, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah, no, uh, Semenyo is actually on my list as well because I'm planning. Oh. I well, just because he's a he's a he's kind of a make weight for something else I want to do. It I've got some wacky ideas on how I need to bring Madison in, um, <laughs> and I can't figure. And Semenyo is like, and one of them involves like getting rid of Wissa and Xiao Pedro for Semenyo and Archer. <laughs> so uh, oh yeah, Cameron Archer. Yeah, but then that also means me taking a hit. So it's like. But anyway, Semenyo is like someone I'm considering because he's so cheap, and it looks like he's like at least getting minutes, um, and scored against Liverpool. So you know, yeah, you never know. If he's getting minutes, then sure, I'll I'll take him if I need to, if I need the points. But what do you think about Watkins? Real quick, we'll wrap up with this. Uh, I think he's great. I think he's not the attacker I'm looking for from Villa right now. I'm looking. Because of his his like price slot, I think I'm looking more at Diaby, Musa Diaby. Um, if I were to go to Villa, because he's in the more like six ish, I think price slot. Um, the like eight cost is a little bit funky for me right now. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, a- as a, as a player, he's amazing, and Villa looked like a lot of fun this year. It just doesn't seem like he's getting as many opportunities. I think that could be the case, although it might be a little early to tell for them. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. We'll see how it plays out, but it does look like Diaby is like really trying to do a lot of that. So, I don't know. I can see Watkins coming good, um, but I don't know that he's going to be quite as good as he finished last season. Yeah, I think but that's that's what it is. They have Palace at home, which is like, eh. You know, Palace is a pretty good defense, but they could still score. But yeah. it might be a little tough. They've got Chelsea. And then uh, I think Chelsea and Brighton are actually probably better than Palace. Yeah, I think so, uh, too. For attacking fixtures. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you would rather start him against Chelsea and Brighton than you do Palace, to me. I think so, too. Um, and then Wolves, and then West Ham, Luton, Forest, Fulham. Like, that, mm. it's about to get really good for, for them. So I think I think you kind of hold Ollie Watkins – in this scenario, it's hard to bring him in. Like you said, that price point is tough, but I think you hold him and see what happens and then hope for the best. Yeah. But, I hope he, I hope he does well. I really like him, like yeah. watching him play and I want him to be in the England side too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be nice. That would be cool. Um, but anyway, I think that's, I think that's it. I don't know that we have time for the gripe. Okay. We can save the gripe uh, for next time. We can save the gripe for another time because you don't want me to get all wound up. <laughs> it, it, we'll go for another 20 minutes, and so uh, let's not do that. We'll save that for another time. Um, but I think that's pretty much it, right? Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we made it through everybody's. Yeah, so that's everybody's teams. Um, hopefully not everyone wild-carded, so that way all of it was out of date. But 
I think we still doing that. We covered a lot of the the players that people would be wild carding into anyway. So yeah, it gives a lot of it gives them a lot of stuff to think about. So and it's nice having gotten that out of the way at the beginning of the season because now we can just talk about whatever the hell we want to. Yeah, not y'all. Not y'all. Just us. <laughs> we can basically just talk about our own teams. Now. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should. We should. We should see how long people listen if we just only talk about our teams. Talk uh, about what moves we want to do. <laughs> we should do that one episode. We won't tell y'all when. One episode is just going to be me and Taylor talking about what moves we want to make because we yeah. never do that really. Never. You know, we never really get into it. Like we do talk about it, but we never like sit down and say, "Okay, what are you doing?" Let's yeah. actually talk through all of the options, you know? And I want to do that. So that we're is, doing that this yeah. season. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, hey, it's it our does, podcast. We do what we want. It's our podcast. It does seem we like... We can cry any, if we want to. Any, any conversation we have about anything always comes back <laughs> to, like, you, your team or my team, though. <laughs> it, it really does. I know. It really does. Um, or it comes back to the Fazolis or Eze or Everton or Chelsea or... Oh my gosh! Any of the things that we're interested in. I, I um, this is this is reminding me of something that I want to do on a future episode too. Is like I want to make a definitive statement on behalf of the Taylor Hair campaign about my relationship to Chelsea. Oh, okay. Um, I think you need I, th- to I think it's that I think it's widely I think it's widely misunderstood. Okay, I think you do need to clarify. Yeah, yeah. You need to get your PR team to put out a, a exactly. Story. Yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely in response to recent allegations etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> recent allegations <laughs> wow um oh man well uh, is there anything else we need to mention bye y'all bye y'all <laughs> <laughs>